welcome to episode 109 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. So, John, how are you still doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, one internet crash usually implies more, but the health check has passed this time, but like before, so maybe we'll just be lucky. Yeah. Hopefully, so, hopefully it'll go well, but... See, I actually... So I have, I have two theories. A, okay. something is wrong with my computer that somehow crashes the modem. And I that don't. Seems, that seems suspect. I don't know if it's possible, but it's literally the only thing I can think of. I have seen impossible things. I mean, look at everything that's ever happened with my computer. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I think that maybe the modem is just like other electronics, and it just doesn't like running all the time, and it just likes being turned off and turned back on again. I mean, that's what they usually like. But yeah. I mean, myself. Have you guys got a fresh one yet? I uh, no. Okay. Because it's not that big of a problem, so. <laughs> for for everyone else except you, right? Yep, and okay. we all we all know that I am very much willing to sacrifice everything about myself to not be a bother for other people. So this is true. But well, <laughs> how's it going tonight? Aside ah. from our crash and making it into like a minute and a half into an episode, good. Otherwise, you know, watched played some magic my own. Watched you play some magic. Yeah, life's good. I'm enjoying War of the Spark Draft so far. Man, you would, you're going to be happy because you've always ranted about that there is a cost to this and everything and stuff like that. And I played a game today with Murder Kill, and I'm uh, blank blank boards. I'm stuck on five mana. Uh-huh. Draw I draw uh, Liliana, the uh, Dreadhorde General or whatever it is. I'm like, oh man, wish I could play this. So I attack with my dumb two two Chupacabra that's already done God's work. Assassin's Trophy ramps me into that. Slam it concedes instantly. <laughs> Like, good, good times. Uh, good like, times. Pe- people don't appreciate that 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 ramping is a serious drawback. Yes. Like, I don't but know. I, I've had people assassin's trophy like my random little dorks, and then it ramps me into like a Teferi that I'm playing right now in standard. <laughs> or like, and the thing is, my my Esper midrange deck only has a single basic land. But funny. boy, howdy! If my opponent's playing Assassin's Trophy, I'm good at not drawing it. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still I'm still waiting for that card and Chupacabra to be on the chopping block, but nothing's happened yet. Yeah, you know, just the card's too good. It's just so efficient in its ability to destroy literally anything. Yeah, including yeah. Tron lands. I mean, you know, everybody hates Tron. <laughs> Although, to be fair, Tron is now becoming even more degenerate, so who really knows? Yeah, but... Well, Alright. So, John! We're gonna we're gonna be doing something kind of weird today. We're actually gonna be talking about standard formats that we're playing. So wait, are you telling me that we're actually going to be talking about metagames? Potentially. That may or may not, in fact, affect the local level? I can neither confirm nor deny this. <laughs> uh, who was it? I think it was Russ. Russ was giving me shit for that a couple weeks ago. He's like, I don't know what anyone's playing because the local meta doesn't talk about the local meta. It's like, <laughs> what do you expect from me? Everyone plays boring things. What do you expect from me? Quality? Yeah. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's not how I do things. Thank you very much. You get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, I'll make a deal with you. When you start, when you start 
paying our Patreon, I'll start talking about what you want me to talk about. Uh, okay. All right. But yeah, seriously, we're actually going to talk about some for some of your first impressions on standard decks, and I'll talk about my first impressions of a single deck. deck. <laughs> yeah, let's so. see. I've played one, two, three, four, five, six standard decks, and you played. To be fair, I've played against a lot of these decks. True. True. So, you know, you've you played one and a half standard decks. Yes. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll count it as half. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is a standard legal deck. I have played it in standard events. It's just, it's just not like a, it's not a, it's not a meta share deck, you know. No, it's like, it's like tier. I was gonna say two point five, but I don't think that's even fair. <laughs> I'd give it a solid two point five. Okay, I'll take it. There's a lot of tier two garbage out there, and I think I'd actually rather play Murder Guild than a lot of it. Yeah, like one deck that we're gonna be talking about. <laughs> yeah. But like, all right. So just, I'm just gonna say, I do not think Murder Kill is good in this format right now. No, Murder Kill has an innate, innate, an innate weakness to a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It does not do well against Planeswalkers, and it does not do well against things that aren't casting craploads of creatures. Yeah. Like, basically, like I just want to be playing against mid range decks and and like aggro decks. So yeah, not yeah, but. So. Yeah. All right, cool. We talked about that one deck off our checklist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so off with real decks. Yeah. So I I made this list and I basically created the list in the in I listed the decks that I have played in the order that I played them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have played these decks varying amounts. Uh, some I've actually played through entire FNMs. Some I've only play tested with, and some I've literally only played on Arena for like five games, and then I was like, "All right." board now because <laughs> that's how i roll mm-hmm. uh the actual first deck that i played in this format is kind of the first deck that a lot of people have played in this format because it was the go-to oh god i want to cast nickel bolus dragon god <laughs> i don't know if you've ever personally cast a nickel bolus dragon god before it is a good feeling <laughs> I've had it cast against me multiple times. Yeah. How did that feel? Um, not great. <laughs> it didn't bother me as much as I thought, but it was not good for me. <laughs> and the fact that his plus one is basically a Teferi plus one after you've already emblemed is insane. Yeah, that can be good. A lot of people are super, super high on like point at the back. Like, don't forget, you can use you. He has all abilities of all other planeswalkers in play. I don't really know. I don't think that's as relevant as people think it is. Yeah, like <laughs> because let's be real, his abilities are already some of the best abilities possible. Yeah, like basically, I want to copy his abilities. Like, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things. that's like I kind of don't you know, care about everyone else to some degree. Yeah, like, I I have difficulty imagining a world where there's another, like, opposing Planeswalker in play. Like, the big one people like to point out is like, oh man, if your opponent has a Nissa in play, you can take it down and destroy their enchantments. It's like, yep, yeah, or I can take it down and blow up their Nissa. Yeah. Because that's I what just... I don't want in play anymore. Yeah, or I could just kill it. Like, done. It's like, 
get rid of her, I'll deal with the enchantment, or not deal with it as I see fit later. Yeah. You know, you know another good way to deal with your opponent's enchantments? Taking <laughs> up Bolas and making them exile it. Yeah. Uh, that card is really, really annoying. Yeah. But like, so it, was this the version that ran, like, God, like, um, Dragon God, and then, like, the M19 what, flip Bolas and stuff like that, or... Yeah, my personal build of this Grixis like, mid-range deck. If for those, tribal. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I haven't actually said what deck I'm talking about. Yeah. I just nick Bolas Dragon God. It's Grixis yeah. mid-range. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm a bigger fan of the more mid-rangey style builds. I don't like the controly builds because I okay. think there's better things to be doing. Like I, I would rather tap out and play a very powerful threat than hold open mana for something. That's just how I approach this deck in particular. And this this deck had, like, it had a nut draw. Where you go turn one Thought Erasure into turn two Disinformation Campaign. and Or, sorry, turn two Thought Erasure, turn three Disinformation Campaign, turn four Nicol Bolas the Ravager, turn five Nicol Bolas Dragon God. <laughs> and you have ran your opponent out of so many resources by then. Yeah. That it's almost impossible to not just win the game because you took the best card of their hand and you just stripped them all of all those resources and you just played a really good card on each spot of the curve Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like where this deck shines i think where every card i think if you're building this deck every card in this deck should be impactful and that's that's where i'm not quite sure about disinformation campaign but the thing about disinformation campaign is it is a two-for-one that can lead to more value later, and mm-hmm. that matters. Yeah. You know, Nicol Bolas, the Ravager, while he hasn't shined very much, is still a two-for-one even if they kill him. Yeah. You know, Nicol Bolas, Dragon God, is just a goddamn house. Yeah, you know, he's, he's pretty good. Like, at minimum, he's a two-for-one. If you, like, tick down, kill a creature, then they kill him. But if you ever take them up, it's a three for one. At the at the bare minimum, because you drew a card, they exiled uh, they exiled a uh, something, and mm-hmm. then they killed him. Yeah, like everything about this deck should just be like, in my opinion, it should be about slamming haymakers on the battlefield. Yeah, and just making your opponent deal with it. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily the best build, but it's the build that I personally have seen the most success with. Yeah, the versions I played against, and that's what it feels like. I, I maybe I was playing against the more controlling ones. I never felt like it was like they just steamrolled me. Yeah. But it always felt like it was like they just bled me dry over the long time. Like to be fair, my deck has like a thousand blanks against them. Like, yeah. You, you know, it looks super bad against everything in their deck. Cast down. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, I mean, even even most of my other cards are just bad. But like. And somehow they always cast. Um, this is the version that's running the um, uh, that black blue spell. Uh, what's it called? Enter um, uh, the God Eternals. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Somehow they always cast that and always mill off my um, uh, uh, Golden Sun or whatever. I say Immortal Sun. Sun. Yeah, Immortal Sun. There we are. I'm like, I can't remember the hell that card is, even though I play it. But yeah, always mill off my Eternal Sun, and I'm like, because well, because of sweet. course they do. Yeah, because of course they do. Never fails. But Yeah. So. I do I do think that the actual like biggest weakness of this deck 
while it's not a horrible weakness, is the mana, oddly enough. Well, I mean, it's a three-color deck, so... Yeah, like, it's a three-color deck, and it is trying to cast a black, 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 red, blue spell. Yeah. On curve. Uh-huh. And it, I don't give a shit how many dual lands you're playing. In a format without fetch lands, and even in a format with fetch lands, that's hard. That's tight, man. Like, like it's gonna be tough. Like, and that that is, like, the, you know, and he is, like, the marquee card in the deck. You know, the deck mm-hmm. is designed to cast him. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, you'll just have those games where it's, like, you never see a red mana. Yeah, you're just like, well, crap. Like, it's not, it's not super likely, but it's definitely possible. Yeah, like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Or it's, like, you draw one too many steam vents. Mm-hmm. It's, like, yay. Yay. <laughs> We did not get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, in my opinion, that is the biggest glaring weakness of this deck, and it does just have the issue of sometimes you just draw the wrong half. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't think this deck is in necessarily good against Simic Nexus. If a Simic Nexus deck actually draws even remotely decent, that's because the most important cards in Simic Nexus deck are lands and enchantments, and you know what? Grixis colors have a lot of trouble dealing with potatoes yes and lands and enchantments <laughs> this is true as well but yeah so like you just it just hits you right in the spot that you're weak against and you know yeah. i mean it, it's just like why that deck is good against murder <laughs> yep it's pretty much everything but yeah so i played against that deck a few times it yeah always it, se- it always seemed pretty solid but um, i know it was super know. popular back like when the set first came out and it's definitely died off. Mm-hmm. Uh, a deck that we're going to talk about later, I think, has replaced it as the three-color deck of choice. Because it actually has slightly, slightly better mana. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> I'm guessing this is very slight. Very slight. And better mana is definitely taken with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, cool. So, should we move on to the next deck? Yeah. This right. one's actually really sweet. This is really sweet. This is one I've actually played, too. It is not Murder Kill. <laughs> this uh, is actually a real deck. Yeah, the next deck that I wound up building in this format was uh, White Red Heroic. Which, yeah, buddy. to be fair, does not have a single card with the ability Heroic on it in the but deck. But it doesn't matter. We're still going to call it that. Yeah, because let's be real, 10th Legion, or 10th District Legionnaire, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. has Heroic. Yeah, it's just it's just a strictly better Battlewise Hoplite. Yeah, so. Like, oh my god, I am so happy this deck exists. <laughs> and this deck is legit. I agree. I'm like, it's shocked. A, it's a real deck. I'm shocked that no one at the store has it built. I now have the ability to build it and I'm probably going to just to have like yet another deck sitting built because so that you can hand it to me when I decide to come play yeah probably <laughs> like the deck's just sweet it does sweet things I like it's that it super exists. cool yeah like it, it's one of those decks that I feel like it can just lose to itself sometimes that uh. <laughs> that is the, what I have noticed about the deck yeah like the de- 
when when you play the deck, you feel like you either just cannot lose or cannot win. Like there's no in between. It feels like, except sometimes you're just like at this game that I cannot win. I'll just like take it and I cannot lose it. Like, <laughs> yep. But there's uh, no like there's no like oh this game is really close. It's always like oh man I'm losing. I don't think I'm gonna win. Oh I just won this game accidentally. Like not accidentally, but like you know you had to finagle to get it, but. It just kind of came out of nowhere, not like you were setting anything up necessarily even. Yeah, this deck definitely has... This this deck has a ridiculously large amount of play to it than you probably would think at first glance. Yeah. Like, there is complexity and, like, how do you play this out to this deck, which is really sweet. I know I I have lost games to the whole sequencing spells and blah, 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 and whatever. Like, even if my opponent was doing nothing and I was gold fishing, like... It would really matter how the order I played my cards. Yeah, and that and that, that does matter a large amount. And another something that I would like to iterate about this deck is it is not an aggro deck in the normal sense. <laughs> this deck is much more of a it's a snowball deck. Mm-hmm. Where you start out really small, you do some mildly powerful things, and then suddenly out of nowhere you turn your creature into a twelve twelve. Yep. And then and, you, and you nug your opponent, and they just die out of nowhere. Yeah. Like it's yeah. This this deck is more along the lines of like you know its namesake, the original heroic deck, or like Infect or something like that. Like it's one of those weird aggro combo decks to some degree. Yeah, and one of the one of the flaws with the deck is it does have a lot of air to it. You yeah, know? like if, if you're you're... Sit, if you're sitting there holding like Defiant Strikes and like no creature on board or I'm, uh like the best worst card in the deck, uh, uh, what's it called? Reckless Rage. Yes. Like that card is either absolutely phenomenal, and you're just like, oh my god, how can this card exist? Or you're like, this is the just the brickiest brick that could brick. <laughs> this does stone nothing. Although you can use it as a pump spell if you target your uh, <laughs> your yeah. tenth legion, whatever chick with it. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah, I love it. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, it's, the, it, like the cards, it, like the deck is sweet, man. Yeah, I mean, and the deck does have some weaknesses. Like, I am not a fan of Sheltering Light, but it's literally the only protection spell in the format. Like, I feel like it's a necessary evil. Like, let's be real, that card is not God's willing. Yes. Like, oh man, I miss it's, that card. It is both potentially better and noticeably worse. <laughs> yeah, this this is true. Most of the time, it's noticeably worse. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but because most of the time, all you want is a hexproof effect, you yeah. know, or like the fact that God's willing could allow you to attack through your opponent's board was a big thing. That was you know, huge. Yeah, you would do that a lot because that's something that this deck is weak to. If you don't have exactly feather or Aurelia mm-hmm. going on, is your opponent can just like chump block you forever. Yeah, they'll just chump block like... you for days, and it's like, no oh, shit. It's like my my thirty thirty freaking, you know. Battlewise Hoplite, Temp District Legionnaire, there we are. I'm like, I couldn't remember what it was called for a second. Like, isn't doing crap because it's like you keep making a stupid 1 1 or something every turn and bullshit. Like, yeah. and until you get your Reckless Rage or whatever, you're just screwed. Yeah, and that, that can get super awkward, but like, it the deck, there's also an argument amongst people where it's like, is it worth playing Samut Sprint? Yes. Yeah, I personally think the answer is yes. <laughs> Like but I've heard I would, 
I would have smacked somebody in the mouth to have that card in the previous heroic deck, like or even the um uh, prowess decks we played for a while. Yeah, and the, like that's the thing where people, the issue, the problem that the deck has is drawing the wrong half, and the fact that scry is tacked onto that is super relevant. Yes, I have, like <laughs> I have won a game because I've Samit sprinted my opponent's creature and then def- like scry to the bottom, then defiant strike their creature to draw a card. And, like, that got me where I needed to be. Like, yeah. weird shit happens. That's called playing heroic. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. That's Sometimes how... you have some of the most awkward feel baddy lines imaginable. Oh, man. But like, you can use those to win. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I remember back in the heroic days, like, you're having the bad game and you have to defiant strike your opponent's creature at end of turn to draw a card. Yep. Like, <laughs> and you're just like, uh, like this feels horrible, but like sometimes that's just what you have to do with the stupid deck. Like it just, you know, as we said, it just loses to itself. Sometimes you just yeah. draw the wrong half, and you know, if you don't get the creatures you need, you, you just lose. But, and I'm still not sure what the correct build of that deck is. Like if there is one per se. Like I tend to be more all in, and the one you have that I kind of copied from, uh, like run some stuff that are actually just like good cards. So, yeah, the thing is, I don't even know if one of those good cards should even be in the deck. Like I legit don't know how I feel about the Gideon half the time. Yeah. I'm not playing him. He's super, super nice that you can just use him as a, you know, cast it on turn three and, you know, against a control opponent, it's like, this will survive your wrath of God. But at that point, it's like, do you just sideboard it? Is that what it's there for? Because I don't think negates good against this deck. I don't know. I don't think so either. Like, I don't know. know. It's It's, really weird. (laughs) Yeah, the build is weird. Honestly, I should probably play it more. But there's so many other decks I need to play and work on that I don't. Yeah, you got other things to take care of right now. (laughs) It's like uh, magic, and I've been like building a lot of. You know, I've been getting a lot of, like, commander deck ideas lately. It's like, I got so much to do. So little time. Yeah. I can almost guarantee, though, that if I play standard, I'm going to be playing this deck. Like, I I am so excited that they have another heroic deck. Yeah. But some build of it. We'll have to figure it out. Tweak it and everything like that. I've been having, eh, okay, success with mine. I played it some more and ticked up some more losses but um i think we just need to like say that feather is absolutely insane and oh my god do i love that card you know what i forget about feather every single time i think of her as a magic card but she says a creature you control yeah like you didn't realize that huh yeah i always forget that and i and, like i think about her and i re- it redawns on me that she says a creature you control yeah and every like, time oh, this is absolutely insane like yeah it's like so i can target my 10th district legionnaire with that defiant, defiant strike and get it back and then yeah. do it and then do it again on your opponent's turn if you have the mana for it yeah if, if they aren't already dead and then you got like the sweet little combo aspect of that or feather plus the dread horde arcanists because they're yeah. both exile-based replacement effects, and you choose which one takes precedence. Yep, so you're just like, lol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Magic's sweet. 
Magic is absolutely sweet, but although to be fair, there there that is kind of a nombo because then eventually the Dreadhorde Arcanus runs out of fuel because there's nothing left in your graveyard. I mean, here's the deal: if you have just a Dreadhorde Arcanus, it runs out of fuel because there's nothing left in your graveyard. Yeah, and honestly, if you're multicasting cards with a feather, it's like who cares? Move to discard, discard two of the four Defiant Strikes. Oh my gosh! All right. <laughs> Well, now that we're done jerking off, let's move on to the next deck. <laughs> uh, next up is my personal deck, like my personal favorite deck to play so far. Mm-hmm. And this one actually has a lot of contentious thoughts about it mm-hmm. because a lot of pros are really high on this deck and none of them can agree on what the best build of the deck is. <laughs> and that's that kind is, of a good thing, though. Yeah, that's super sweet. And this deck is Esper Midrange. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically mid-range, not control. Also, you know, the mid-range build is also known as Esper Hero. You know, because mm-hmm. the only non-multicolor card in the entire deck is Hero Precinct One. And uh, this is the card that I was saying that is basically like supplanted Grixis mid-range as like the mid-range deck, de- mid-range deck of choice. Mm-hmm. And that's because the mana base is quotations better. Because the thing about uh, Esper Midrange is literally no card in the deck except for if you decide to play it, but a lot of people aren't. Uh, no card in the deck except for possibly Enter the God Eternals mm-hmm. has a double mana pip in it outside of six drop Liliana. Okay, which allowable. Yeah, it's on it's on turn six, right? Like, right. so as a result of that, like the mana, it is easier to cast your spells because you know your D Spark and your Tyrant Scorn they don't require double pips, unlike something like a, a Cry of the Cardinarium or a um, uh, my brain stopped working at the moment, Bedevil, which yep. also requires ridiculously specific mana costs. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have that problem, and as a result of that, your mana it has a little bit more give to it. You know, you can have those awkward situations where you only have, you know, one black mana and you have to choose between casting your Thief of Sanity or holding open your Tyrant Scorn or something. You know, that does happen, but it's not as bad. Yeah, at least you can cast something. Like, that is actually a big thing. Like, there's nothing worse than being, like, draw. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know. And that, and just... Literally every card in this deck, if you build it right, is amazing. Uh, the build that I'm currently on, it doesn't even run Discovery Dispersal anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, because Discovery Dispersal is a mediocre card that helps yep. you filter to get to your good cards. Yep, <laughs> that is true. And multiple pros, I've been reading their stuff, and they're like, why not just play more good cards? And I'm just like, I can get behind that. That's some solid reasoning there. I'm good <laughs> That's with a- that. That's some solid thought process. Why you know don't I just play better cards? <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so, like, just today, actually, I was only playing three Discovery Dispersal in my build as it was. And I'm just like, well, let's just cut those and we'll play a Dovin's Veto, uh, another D-Spark, and a Sword, Vengeful Bloodlord. Boom, there we are. You know what felt really good having in my main deck? All those cards. I never actually cast a Sorin, but yes. Okay. <laughs> actually, yeah. that's not true. I did cast a Sorin in my final round 
against mono red and I bought back my hero precinct one. <laughs> that felt good. Yeah. Did you know that Soren gives your creatures lifelink on your turn? I totally forget about that, but yeah. Yeah. That seems that seems okay with that card. Yep. <laughs> like uh I got I got uh I got pretty high on the Soren train when I heard someone refer to it as well, if your opponent kills your uh, Thief of Sanity on turn two, you just cast a four mana Thief of Sanity that leaves a Planeswalker behind on turn four. I was like, that. I want to do that. I want, That's I want that. I... Let's play that game. <laughs> this is exactly what I want to do. I feel like I've been playing against the more controlling variants of the deck. And I'm, uh, the only time I ever run into them is with... Uh, murder kill so it's like impossible to beat those decks of course i literally i i literally just concede to um uh, uh thought erasure <laughs> <laughs> to be fair there is like the difference between the control decks and the not control decks are not that big because yeah, even my true. even my build which is the mid-range build i'm playing five mana teferi yeah the basic difference is i'm main decking my thief of sanities Mm-hmm. And I'm playing actual creatures in my deck. Like yeah, I do I mean, have the, I do have the hero, and I do have uh, main deck hostage takers and deputy of attentions. So yeah, so just like the good stuff, as you said. Yeah, rather than playing the albeit powerful, you know, card draw spells and stuff like Opt and Chemistry's Insight, I'm just like I just want to play cards that do something when I cast them. Yeah, like. Instead of playing the cards that set you up or whatever, it's just like I, every card I cast is going to affect some something. Like, you know. also, I have to give a shout out to. I wasn't too high on this card when I saw it, and honestly, when I saw it, I'm like, this seems like the most miserable thing ever to play in Control Mirrors. Mm-hmm. I have to give props to Teferi Time Raveler, because mm-hmm. that card's blanks so much of the format because you know you you like you slip it in underneath counter magic and suddenly your opponents i'm staring at my opponent like how's that negate looking right now yeah, it's like how do you feel about that dive down in your hand that seems like a real good card right now doesn't it it's a nice dive down you have there yeah. and being able to like unsummon my own hostage taker to draw a card and replay the hostage taker is kind of ridiculous. Huh. Legit ridiculous, actually. Not even just kind of, just legit. Actually is. straight up redonkalonkle. And it's like, I'm going gonna, gonna to unsummon my creature. I'm going to draw a card. I'm going to recast creature. I'm going to take your creature. I'm going to cast your creature. And I'm going to do this again in three turns. <laughs> How are things going over on your side of the board? <laughs> <laughs> How's that Dovin's Veto looking? Yeah. Good? Good? Good. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, uh, what do we got next? Alright. Uh, another deck that I've built. This is one I have actually... I have yet to play this in an actual tournament. I have yet to play this on Arena. But this is the deck that I have play-tested the most with, personally. Hmm. Uh, and that's because I'm just really... This, this deck is basically my... I want to see how good this card is playground. Mm-hmm. And it's just full of one ofs, and that's black green mid range. 
the thing that I really, really like about black green midrange is I like that you don't have to play Sultai, which may sound weird. I get it. But you have better mana. Yep. And you're sacrificing um, the Hydroid Crisis, which <laughs> isn't necessarily necessary anymore, and Thief of Sanity, which is actually a loss, but by itself was already hard to cast on turn two off the Llanowar Elf. And not necessarily what your deck wants to be trying to doing anyways. So with this black-green build, it, like I said, it's basically me wanting to see how good cards are. Uh, I'm playing Storev, which I have yet to actually ever trigger because <laughs> my opponents either kill it on sight or I just don't have a creature in my graveyard because I'm running my opponent the hell over. <laughs> Because having, you know, turn four or turn three, five, four tramples tends to put a lot of pressure on people. Yeah, people tend to die pretty quick when that happens. <laughs> uh, I'm playing a one of Blast Zone in the deck, which has also turned out to be absolutely amazing. <laughs> I could, huh. That card is legit bonkers. Really? Like, actually legit bonkers. Like, the fact that it is, an, it is an uncounterable Wrath is super relevant, and a lot of people say that the reason why Mono Blue has been pushed out of the format is because of Blast Zone. I mean, I suppose, like, you have when you have something that just wipes your entire board. Yeah, and uncounterable wipes your yep. entire board on turn four. Yep. Just like... Seems strong. See you later. Because, you know, Mono Blue would prey on the Nexus decks way back when, and now the mm -hmm. Nexus decks are running three of that card in the main deck. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like get and wrecked. Just like, yeah, God! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm playing that. I'm, uh, I have a one of Liliana Dreadhorde General, which, uh, in case anyone is unaware, is insane. Uh, yes. Uh, can confirm... Liliana is really, really good. <laughs> bat shit. Yes. She does um, shit bats. Yep. And I have a Masker Girl on the sideboard, which has also been great every time I've ever cast her. That card's just cool as hell. Like, I'm so card, glad I actually see some play. That card's cool. That card does cool things. Like, you will have the most asinine board state imaginable. <laughs> You will top deck a you will top deck a um, masker girl, and suddenly the board state is very very easy to understand. <laughs> you have a four four. Yeah, you have a four four medicine play. Done. Done. Okay. <laughs> good talk, everyone. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I I absolutely adore masker girl. And uh, otherwise, the card that I have in the deck that is. I have yet to see not do insane things. <laughs> is... like, I love that's the standard. Like, <laughs> yeah, Ugh. and that's that's Bolus's Citadel. It's currently only a, only a one of because uh -huh. I don't want too many sixes in the deck. Fair enough. I am legitimately considering cutting a find finality for another one because mm -hmm. the card's that insane. And I did flirt with the thought of cutting a Liliana for the second one. Ooh, that's... Ooh. 
mainly because I want to see just how good it can be. Yeah. But I I built the deck with a very very heavy explore theme mm-hmm. because a clearing lands off the top of your library is super good. Yeah. And B wild growth walker is really good. Yeah. When you pay three life to cast a jade light ranger and then gain six life. <laughs> yeah. Like I. In one in one turn, I think I was down to like twelve life. I ended the turn at like sixty seven. <laughs> I paid a lot of life that game, that turn. Sorry, I paid a lot of life that turn. I think I cast two or three wild growth walkers off the top of my library into exploring <laughs> creatures. It just got utterly ridiculous. It just got stupid. Yeah, and I just had like a lethal alpha attack on board the next turn. So, oh really? <laughs> yeah, shocking. I know. Cast my entire deck has have lethal lethal attack. But... Yeah, but so far everything that I put in the deck, I I legit think feels powerful. The big question is, can the deck hold up with what is else going else is going on in the format? Yeah. And I think that's a big question, and I don't quite know the answer to because we don't know what the format is yet. Yeah, it's still really fuzzy. These are, uh, you know, this is really early and just kind of our like your take on stuff that you've played, yeah. and the take on one deck that I played. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like I said, I re- the, what I played with the deck, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, I should have played it today at Standard Showdown, but I'm just like I just, um, my friend Sean didn't have a deck with him he was actually with me for doing pokemon stuff mm-hmm. i'm like do you want to play he's like yeah sure i'll, I'll borrow you a deck and he's like yeah sure and i borrowed him green black because he always plays green black i was gonna say i'm like on brand still for him mm-hmm. so it's like i'll just i'm gonna borrow you the deck that you know the most about rather than giving you a deck that he still has experience with but not as much experience yeah. so it's like i'll just play esper you play green black magic is fun yep magic is sweet let's do it All right. Cool. Uh, next up in line for decks that I played is my hands down least favorite deck I've played. <laughs> Which is funny because this is actually the deck that I wanted to build the most. Hmm. And this is the deck that I built second to last because I just couldn't get the cards I needed. And that's Blue Red Counterburn slash Ral Zarek combo. Uh, for those who don't know, Ral Zarek basically can go infinite with two with um, various numbers of uh, expansion explosion. Yeah, depending on what other cards and things and stuff. Yeah, in depending on other things going on, expansion explosion plus Ral or Naru Mayhaw plus Ral. But that deck is, I think, worse because I don't want to play three color. Yeah. Either way, I played this deck. I thought I'd enjoy the deck. The games that you win with this deck feel great. Mm-hmm. The games that you lose with this deck feel utterly terrible, and you have no idea how you had any chance of ever winning ever. <laughs> and even some of the games that you win with the deck, you kind of just feel scummy because you just kind of stole them out of nowhere. <laughs> this is one of those decks that a certain kind of person will play because they just want free wins, right? Yeah, and the problem is, like, I feel like those same people who play because they want to get free wins are going to play it and get salty because of the variance of the deck. Yeah. Like, I don't know. 
the deck, if you draw the right half of your deck at the right time, the deck feels great. Mm -hmm. If you draw the wrong half of the deck at the wrong time, the deck feels utter garbage. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. My my literal notes for this deck just say shit on it. <laughs> yeah, you you're not high on this, from what I get. No, I dismantled the deck, and I have no desire to rebuild it because it's it is everything that I don't like about Magic, where if you have very little control over how you win, mm -hmm. or it, you know you're playing like Opt and you're playing uh, Chemistry's Insight, like you are a control deck at heart. But the problem is your control deck where your primary kill spells are burn spells. So if your opponent plays anything with higher than three toughness, you're screwed. It's like shrug, yeah. It's like with like, heroic, like except you don't have the giant heroic creatures to get through sometimes. Yeah. I almost wonder if there is, like, if the basic concept of the deck might still be there, but it's just not quite there. Like, I do really like God Eternal Kefnis. Mm -hmm. I do really like actually getting to play. Like, a lot of the games that I won, I did win just due to literally burning my opponent out, which felt good. You know? Mm -hmm. when, you, uh, when you're like, Lightning Strike, you hold priority, Expansion, Lightning Strike, Expansion, Lightning Strike. Just... Nine year opponent out of nowhere. That's kind of sweet. Yeah, that's cool. Like, but you know, then you'll have those other turns where it's like I'm literally a point off from killing you, and then you pass turn, your opponent kills you with the Carnage Tyrant because <laughs> you're playing the two color combination that have literally nothing to deal with a Carnage Tyrant. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think I've played against this deck at all on Arena yet, so. No, maybe, like maybe I did. I played against a, a an is a deck that I absolutely smoked, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the big problem with that with a deck like this, also on Arena, is it's just it's meticulous to play, and mm -hmm. you literally could just you know you could rope out before you finish comboing off. Yeah, just time out. Like that's something that the deck can do. Mm -hmm. So it's not really worth playing on Arena. People will though. <laughs> like they don't care. They'll play whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't regret trading for my copies of Rail. I will be shocked if I sleeve them up anytime soon. Yeah. But, no. Oh well. Can't win them all. <laughs> nope, you can't. Unless you're playing Esper. Okay, I suppose. Yeah. But all right. That's, that's not true. I have lost a single match by Esper. <laughs> One. Okay. Alright, do we have any other decks here? Uh, yes. This is the most recent deck that I built slash played. Uh, I literally only built this because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> yep. I wanted to get some reps in with the deck because in two weeks, the store is not going to be having regular standard and regular draft. Mm -hmm. They're going to be having, uh, as they're calling it, not Ravnica block, Ravnica block draft. So Guilds, Allegiance, and War of the Spark oh, okay. will be the three packs that are drafted. And instead of standard, they're going to do two-headed giant standard. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. So like both of those, Both of those are cool, actually. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be a little eh about the draft format. Well, see, but a I lot like of people... that. That's basically Chaos Draft. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Like, it's basically Chaos Draft, and a lot of people are whiny bitches. I should show, I should show up, because I'm sure I can do okay. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine and, you know, there's a lot of things that are just really, really powerful in Two-Headed Giants. Mm -hmm. You want to know what seems really, really powerful in Two-Headed Giants? Taking an extra turn. Yeah, right. Draw two cards. Yeah. So you want to know, you want to know what sounds even better in Two-Headed Giants? Taking all, all, of the all, turns. all the turns. <laughs> like, if your opponent, if your teammate is doing literally anything relevant. Sometimes things that are irrelevant. You should just crush them. Yeah. Right? So I decided to build a Simic Nexus. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to play this with a teammate of mine. And we're trying to figure out what deck they want. They're going to play. Uh, current thought is Esper Control, yep. because the combination of like board wipes and counter spells to protect the Nexus deck seemed like it could be really powerful. Yeah. And then it literally doesn't matter what you win with, because I'm pretty sure me t- saying Nexus of Fate and him going tick up my Teferi. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you just shrug at them, and it's like. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Would you like to keep playing this game? Because you're not going to enjoy it if you do. <laughs> uh. We're gonna exile all your permanents, and then I'm gonna cast a callous dismissal, and I'm gonna beat you to death with a one-one. <laughs> okay. 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 Good talk, good everyone. Good, good talk. Uh. Yeah. So that's why I built this deck. Because you hate I, you hate I, joy. Okay. Good talk. I. So here's the thing, right? <laughs> Happiness. There, I don't know if there's a limit to the amount of like the emotions and feelings in the world. But if there is, I'd like to take all the happiness from myself. <laughs> uh, that sounds like something I'd say. I know. Like so, so do you think this deck is like legit though in standard, like? I do think this deck is legit. The problem is the deck just suffers from variance. Mm-hmm. Like I played a game against someone during FNM where I cast eight chemisters insights. <laughs> I sacrificed two memorial to genius. And <laughs> you missed all of them. And I still didn't see a Nexus of Fate until the last possible draw I had to start going off. Because all four of my Nexus were in the bottom 16 cards of my library. Oh, man. The good news is my library was so goddamn thin that it was impossible not to go off. But still. Yeah. You know, I lost a game Mm. against a Grixis guy because I never found a Wilderness Reclamation. Mm Mm-hmm kind of an important card for the actual going off of it. Yeah, yeah, you kind of got to do dirty things with that card. Like, yeah. I feel like if you're with that deck and you're kind of just screwing around and dirtling and stuff like that, like, and you're not hitting the right stuff, if your opponent is just, like, 10th District Legionnaire, you're just like, well, shit. Yeah. Like, like uh, <laughs> can you not? Yeah. Please? <laughs> you're like, Wilderness Reclamation or whatever. Oh, I don't have a Nexus, and your opponent's like, untap, attack you for 15. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the deck has some inherent weaknesses. It has the thing it is way more consistent than it used to be, which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like 
Tamio is legit real. Like, goddamn, Tamio is insane. <laughs> the fact that her plus one says either draw a Nexus of Fate or thin your deck to find more Nexus of Fates is kind of ridiculous. It's just solid. And if you ever need something that's not Nexus of Fate and you accidentally mill a Nexus of Fate, you didn't mill it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tamio makes the deck kind of ridiculous now. Like, it's not but... going to be oppressive, right? Like, no, like I don't think this deck is oppressive. When it first came out, and people were like, oh my god. You want to know an insanely good card against Nexus? Mm -hmm. The new Teferi. Because <laughs> you want to know what, what makes Wilderness Reclamation really freaking bad? Teferi. The new Teferi. <laughs> Your opponent's like three minutes fairy go, and you're just like shit. Yeah, and you're you're like, well, I mean, don't get me wrong, my build of the deck has three different ways of bouncing into fairy. Yeah, but you still have to find them. Yep, I mean, it's just another piece of the puzzle you got to find. Then, like, that's what this is: is fitting all the pieces together. Yeah, and you know, sometimes you just don't find the pieces, and your opponent hate cards get there. And there's a lot of things that just can roll you over. Although I, I did win a really sweet game uh, where I boarded in Crawl Harpooners and Biogenic Oozes yep. against a Salti opponent. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't hate removal because they boarded out a bunch of it. And I was able to uh, Crawl Harpooner down their blockers and eventually just lethal them with my, with my Biogenic Oozes, which just got massive, which was a crazy game that was kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, my big complaint about the Nexus deck is that it's just kind of boring. Yeah. Like, you know, you cast Nexus, you shuffle it into your deck, draw your card, you find the Nexus. Like, mm -hmm. it's not the kind of music magic that I innately enjoy playing. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm playing against someone. I'm just slowly building up, uh, like, an amount of ire in someone's heart for my existence. <laughs> which, which normally I don't give a shit about. Yeah. But still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, my friend Robert was one of my opponents, and, like, he saw me go, like, turn one, uh, tap breeding pool, go. And he's I'm like, forest, go. And he's like... I really hope you're not playing Nexus, because I'm going to be really pissed off if you're playing Nexus. <laughs> I'm just like, EOT, grow spile, put in an island opt. He's like, you're playing Nexus, aren't you? I'm like, untap, land, wilderness reclamation, go. And he's like, I hate you right now. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Like, uh... like, I literally only did it so I can get in reps with the deck. But... Like it's like I said, it's not the kind of deck that I enjoy playing. Yeah. It's not doing what I enjoy, but I gotta practice with it. I gotta, I gotta understand the basics of how the decks work. So mm -hmm. yeah, I haven't ran into this one at all on Arena yet. So, but I suppose it's yeah. still banned on. I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's it's still banned in Best of Yeah, one, so, so that's why I haven't ran into it. But yeah, you it isn't you are incapable of running into it. Woohoo! So. Well, still can't play. Yeah. Murder kill against it. <laughs> But I mean, once again, it's one of those decks that's just not easy to play in arena because of like roping and shit. And... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't easy to start out with yeah. and stuff. But I don't know, whatever. Like, Ex yeah, 
like like I do think the deck is actually a legit deck. I do think the deck also has a lot of things that just hate it out. Like so as a result of that, I personally would not play it out of tournaments, but I would not judge those who do too harshly because, you know, I'm a spike. If I'm playing in a tournament, I'm playing to win. Yep. And if I thought this deck was the best option, I'd play it. So I just don't think it's the best option. Does this so this format just feels like it has a lot of really pinpointed hate cards? Yeah, is that something that you think you've seen? Well, I don't even know how like pinpointed they are. Those thing, right? Like, I think, or not like super bright, like, but like there's a, just a lot of options for hate cards. Maybe is what it is. Like, you know, yeah, I definitely would go with that. Or it's or it's like hate effects stapled on stuff, like. You know, I feel like the something. the hate cards are more powerful than they used to be, right? Yeah. Like Teferi is a really powerful hate card. Mm -hmm. Dovin's Veto is a powerful hate card. Yeah. D Spark is legit insane. Like two mana always gain the mana advantage on whatever you remove. Mm -hmm. That's kind of bad shit. I guess. You know, Tyrant's Tyrant Scorn being either a smother or a unsummon has just been ridiculous for me. What? The actual power level of the cards printed in War, I think, are a lot higher than people might have originally thought. Uh -huh. I mean, looking at them, they seemed high to start out with. So. Yeah. So, And there's just a lot of really impactful cards going on. And I think the turn of importance for this standard format i think used to be turn four mm -hmm. where you needed to do something powerful on turn four and then the game would be decided from there and i think that turn has now gone down to turn three okay like the game itself is not decided by turn three but the cards being played on turn three are ridiculous it's the ones that kind of yeah. matter yeah you have stuff like new teferi you have narset you have thief of sanity you have the new vivian reed you know mm -hmm. If you if you happen to like ramp out any of like the powerful four drops and all that stuff, like being able to, you know, like I said, like the curve of the Grixis mid range deck of like, a, um, if you can go discard spell into either a removal spell or another discard spell on three is super relevant. Yeah, yeah. what you know, white red heroic. You want to know the one of the really good cards cast on three? Benther. Yeah, that card's okay. <laughs> yeah. Something that I really like about this is the fact that um, I've always been really, really down on her. But I actually think Vraska, Golgari Queen, is actually a legit card right now. Hmm. Because she kills, you know, she is an Abrupt Decay. Yeah. So she kills all the impactful three-mana Planeswalkers. So if you go Llanowar, if, you if you're on the plane, you hit play Llanowar Elf, and your opponent goes, you know, to Fairy or Thief or anything, you go turn three, her tick down, kill something... That is a massive, mm -hmm. like tempo advantage you just gained. You know, I'm still not. I still don't think she's like super amazing, but I actually wonder if I should be playing her in my Golgari build right now. Maybe okay. over Story. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting thoughts, at least. I don't know. But yeah, like it's like like the format still has a lot to be decided yeah, about it. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I haven't gotten to watch much of the SCG event going on this weekend because I was busy with Pokemaning stuff and other things that I do on Saturday. Mm -hmm. But like in general, the I do think that the important turn of the format has gone down. 
So yeah, cool. That is my... Oh, that's another thing about Nexus, where ide- your ideal turn curve is, you know, um, growth spiral into a four drop on turn three. Oh, okay. Which, you know, so yep. Nexus also kind of fits into that category. Because mm-hmm. that's when your, your, your big setup is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I suppose Grixis midrange is kind of the odd card out in this regard, just because, like, it doesn't have, like, a marquee... Uh, three drop you want to play unless you count Thief of Sanity, which some of the builds do play. Okay, fair enough. Thief of Sanity is still an insanely powerful card. That card's good. It feels so good to hit with it. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts you want to slip in? I don't think so. That's most of my thoughts on this format so okay. far. Uh, oh, I suppose there's a lot of Super Friends decks going around, so if you're playing Black, put Elder Spell on your sideboard. Yeah. Just put that out there. I was going to main one in Murder Kill if I decided to keep playing it at all. <laughs> yeah. But the Elder Spell is a powerful magic card. Seems good. Like, I remember seeing it and being like, oh, this card's a meme. And then I start seeing, like, I literally saw an Esper Super Friends versus Jeskai Super Friends mirror match today. And a little bit of the stream I was watching, it's like, Elder Spell seems real good. Right about now, yeah. It's like, eh, you know. Of course, you want to know how that turn, that that match was actually decided. Mm-hmm. The Just Guy player went turn three, Legion War Boss. There you go. That game was over. <laughs> Done so quick. But all right, well, we'll wrap this one up here. But I'm uh, let us know what you think. If you like this, we can certainly do more breakdowns as formats rotate and change and things. But um, yeah. So if you want to send us some feedback, you can send us that to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc um, for all the episodes and links to cool things like the Discord. And I think I have the Patreon site link there and stuff like that, which we probably got to look over sometime again. Um, Yeah, you can go to thelocalmeta.com and check it out there. So, John, anything else? Uh, No, I'm good. Cool. And it's all my factoids for the day. Alright, sweet. Well, we will catch you next time. See ya.